that Jesus is in this for the long haul, that we're not going to have, you know, an instantaneous deep relationship like just because I want it now. Mm-hmm. You know, no relationship really works like that. One step at a time, he'll lead me where I need to be. He's going to love me through that process and through that journey. Welcome everybody back to the Dow Local Podcast. I am Father Steve. I'm Vicki. And today we have a special guest with us again from Mary Helpful Christians, one of our Salesian sisters we have here. Who do we have here? This is Sister Kelly. Yeah, Sister <laughs> Kelly from uh, Mary Helpful Christians. We're really grateful for your time. Thank you for being here with us. We are recording again at Mary Helpful Christians. We've got the little podcast set up here. Um, to have a little conversation with Sister Kelly. So thanks for your time. Of course. And I told the girls I'd give them a little shout out because they listen to your show. So hey, ladies. Hi. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. Thanks for listening, Blue Jays. For the merch. Thanks for the merch. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's good to be here. So let us begin with our little questions here. So go ahead, Vicky. All right, sister. Follow the thought. Ready? Okay. Roller coasters. Yeah. Amusement park roller coasters or boardwalk roller coasters? Which one do you prefer? Well, that would mean I'd have to have been on a boardwalk roller coaster, which I have not. So I'm going to have to go with amusement. Great. Well, I really thought that I was going to get that, you know, <laughs> just because Jersey, but nope. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually not a Jersey girl, so sorry yeah. about that. Jer- that was coming in my intro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, to come. You stay, you stay tuned here. Okay. All right. Mine is, are you the type to play in the rain or to sit in a chair at a window and watch the rain oh from outside? <laughs> oh, I'd much rather play in the rain. Okay, good. Yes, absolutely. Go out. Jumping puddles. Jumping mm-hmm. puddles. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what are you preference in that one? I think now I've become a lazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a rain watcher. Not, not a puddle jumper. Just you got a really watch. detailed description of the sitting inside. Sitting inside with my coffee and my book watching the rain. I mean, wow. it is peaceful inside. Mm-hmm. But if I had to choose between the two. Okay. Go ahead and say. Okay. Uh, Crocs or sneakers? <gasps> Are you asking this intentionally because you know I am now a proud <laughs> owner of Crocs for the first time in my life? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with Crocs. I'm loving them. I never knew how comfy they were. They're really yeah. good. They're yeah. worth the hype. I've never worn. <gasps> never. With socks, they're even more Like really, you know, I feel like I can't you can't not wear them with socks. You can't too much, too much going on. <laughs> you need socks in there. Wow, never? Never. You can try some. I really, I really didn't know what I was missing out on. It's and a nice option. Proud owner. Yeah. It's a very good option. Thanks, Mom, for getting those for me. Way to oh, go, Mom. Mom Crocs. Mom Crocs. Thanks, Mom. On the front. That's the jibbit we'll get you. <laughs> All right, last question for us. You go to a fast food. I'm not going to choose the fast food place, but are you more likely to get a chicken sandwich or a burger? If it's just between those two options? You only have two options. Burger. Burger? Yeah. Okay. If you'd said chicken nuggets, might have been a different story. You did it. You said chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. Yeah. So you go burger. Burger. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Um, probably also a cheeseburger. Yeah. You? I think I'm more a chicken sandwich guy. Wow. Way to be different. Way to be different. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so we are continuing these podcast episodes, trying to explore a little bit the, the spirituality of, of the Salesian Charism. So we went through a lot of the different aspects. Um, I'm not sure exactly where we are right now, but this everyday holiness was one of them that we live our faith on a day-to-day basis every day, um, and that is our way to holiness. You know? 
being responsible. And, yeah. and, uh, and then another one was, uh, I don't know where this one falls in line. I think the it's after joy and optimism. Joy and optimism, living a joyful, optimistic life because we know that we are loved by God and, and that we have to, that faith and that trust in his plan. Yeah, yeah. Gives us, gives us that joy. And today we speak about friendship with Jesus. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not always an easy topic, you know. I think uh, I did. I don't. I didn't know if, if I could start. Yeah, I already started share it. I'm, I'm like obsessed with friendship because I, I wrote my my synthesis, like my thesis for theology on friendship. Nice um, friendship with God, our our relationship with God, and the fact that He calls us friends. And I was always been fascinated with that that Jesus calls us friends. So, um, so we're gonna dive into what that means and why that is important for our solution spirituality, um, and why that's important for. I mean, Christians everywhere, but just that the deep intimacy and the love and the accompaniment of our God to the point where he calls us friends, like what that means for us um, and our response to that, that offer of friendship. But before we get into all of that, we'd like to know a little bit about who we have here as a guest on this podcast. So Sister Kelly, if you can just give us a little bit, uh, a little bit of an intro, where, you, where you're from, how you ended up here a little bit, what you're doing now, all that kind of Sure, yeah. So I'm originally from Delaware. So we only have one boardwalk there. It Sorry. doesn't have a roller coaster. Um, but even less so, um, I'm kind of like a transplant because my whole family's from the Chicago area and then they moved out east and I was born there. So I like grew up in the East Coast but with these like Midwestern roots. So I'm kind of this interesting combination uh, there. So I first met the Salesians when I was working at. Don Bosco Cristo Rey High School, like the Salesians of Don Bosco that we know. But fun fact, um, today is actually the Feast of St. Francis de Sales, and he has had like a special hand on me uh, throughout my life. I actually went to an oblate of St. Francis de Sales Sisters Grade School wow. in Maryland, and then I went to de Sales University wow. by the oblate priests of St. Francis de Sales, and then... I ended up being an SLM and working at Dunbar's Christo Rey High School in D.C., and now I'm an FMA. So an interesting journey. Um, you know, sometimes we pick patron saints, but maybe they also pick us. <laughs> because, yeah, I definitely have had to sales uh, throughout my throughout my journey. That's Legion spirituality. So what, you went to a high school? That was, or No, that's the one thing that wasn't. So grade school okay. and then college and then my initial teaching profession and then yeah, my, my vocation. My niece is now in eighth grade looking to go to high school and, and she's from Maryland. Okay. So they're going to go to the, I think the sales uh, high school. Okay. I don't know if that's close to where you went. No, I don't know school. that. Okay. Yeah. The only, they had Salesianum, but it's an all boys school. So <laughs> that was no one there. Salesianum. And they were, but they call it Sally's. <laughs> Yeah. Some lot going on. <laughs> Either way, they were the rivals of my school, so wow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care too much. <laughs> but yeah, wow. yeah. So that's a little bit of, of where I'm from and um, how I came to be at Mary Help. So um, obedience okay. <laughs> for another day. We'll <laughs> another topic. We'll hope I'm obedient. But my first um, after making my vows for the first time, I was in Portchester, New York, at our grade school. And this is my second assignment. I've been at Mary Help for three years now as campus minister and theology teacher. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're happy. 
I am. I am. I, I really love working in high schools. That's actually, so my first job after college was working at Don Bosco Cristo Rey High School, and I just absolutely loved it. That's actually where we met. I know. No, no way. Yeah. I know. I was, yeah. I don't know what I was. What, what year was that? Uh, I don't know, but it was spring break, and you guys were coming. It was like, not was that before training. But. That was before I was a brother, though. Yeah. Oh, that? yeah, it was before. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been like 2010 oh, or yeah. 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he came and sat in my classroom for a whole week. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you learn? I learned a lot. Um, not a whole lot because we were writing papers that week, and I kept thinking this is going to be really boring for him. Wow. <laughs> That's cool, though. Anyway, yeah. That's crazy. Ten the very beginning ago. of both of your, like, Salesian. Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't even discerning yet at that point. Wow. Yeah. Miss Schuster. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was Miss <Ms>. Schuster. <laughs> Or any derivative of that yeah. <laughs> that they came up with. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you for a uh, little update on the journey. And uh, now trying to get into this topic. Because yeah. for me, I think one of the reasons why I'm so like passionate about the friendship is because I think it's been lost. In the ancient days, friendship was the highest relationship. You know, they, they really valued friendship and they knew that we, we needed friendship to be who we were called to be and nowadays with a lot of the things you know friends becomes kind of watered down yeah. we don't necessarily understand the great beauty of friendship the great seriousness and, and responsibility that we have towards our friends in accompanying them and challenging them and, and what that actually is supposed to look like as as friends so for me i'm very i don't know i'm very interested and passionate about having communities because I see I see heaven as as friendship. You know, I, I really see that we are all united in communion. Um, you know, we hear that Jesus says there's no marriage in, in heaven, know that we're right. all we're all there as friends adoring God together. And and for me to think as to think of people who are, you know, saints and holy people as friends of God, like all of that just really in, inspires my my spirituality. And one reason why I was so attracted to the Silesians is because they do you know, offer this 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 life of, of friendship with Jesus, and that's uh, one of these aspects. So, I don't know if you could, yeah, speak about a little bit in your own words, in your own experience, what that has looked like for you. This idea of, of being friends um, with Jesus. I don't know if you can kind of speak on that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to go with the thought that just came to my mind because when you said that there's no marriage in heaven, but there is friendship. Um, that's what St. Francis de Sales talks about in the introduction to the devout life. He says friendship will last forever. Um, and the, he actually goes through different qualities of friendships, which I won't elaborate too much on here. But he <laughs> said the highest one um, is when, you know, two friends, um, you know, are united with God. God is their, their center point, And that's what draws them together. Um, and that they're one in heart and mind um, with God at the center. Um, but it's interesting. When you first asked me to do this, I thought, oh, yeah, this will be easy. And it took a lot more reflection than I was anticipating. But the, one of the first things that came to my mind was when I was in college, um, a priest gave a homily one time saying that Jesus was not our friend and that he was our Lord. And to give him credit, I think what he was trying to get at was our tendency to bring Jesus into our image as opposed to us looking into his image. 
Um, but it had a big backlash yeah, <laughs> with the student yeah. body. And one of the girls I was living with at the time actually went through and cited all the references where Jesus said, nice. you are my friend. <laughs> oh my and then sent him a letter about that. <laughs> um, but I think, I think there is kind of a both and that can be seen there that we know that God is very intimate with us if we allow him to be. And yet he is also divine, right? There's something about him that is other, that is totally different from us. Um, and I think in really looking at this topic more deeply, I really was able to see kind of both halves of that. Um, and so when I was thinking about, you know, who is Jesus to me as a friend, as I was reflecting, I started looking at three words that kind of came to my mind, which was fidelity, unconditional love, and forgiveness. Um, because I, in my journey with Jesus, those have been essential elements for me and how I've been able to see him working in my life. And with fidelity, the idea that he always shows up, yeah. you know, he's never not there. And I think a lot of us can relate to a, a lot of difficulties in this past year or year and a half uh, with COVID and the fact that he showed up at all those moments um, in the difficult times, in the joyful times that he was always there with me is a really big, it's a really big deal because even in our own friendships with people here on earth, we don't always see that. That's sometimes one of our faults. Um, but God being that divine part of him that is always with us, he's always there. It's just, am I aware of it? Am I aware of that recognition that he's always with me? Yeah. And then um, unconditional love. You know, I think when I look back in my life, there was a, a long period of time where I was really concerned about what other people thought of me so much that it was almost an obstacle to my own vocation. Yeah. Um, and so when I really came to the realization that God loved me for who I am, no matter what, it was so incredibly freeing. It was so, I, you know, I wanted to just, I could breathe, I could move, I could dance, I could sing. It was just so wonderful. Um, to come to that realization and to be brought to that freedom um, through this relationship um, with Jesus. And so I think that unconditional love can free us from so much, but it's coupled with the need for forgiveness, right? Um, and so I think there was a big part of me that thought that I couldn't always be friends with Jesus because of the sins that I had committed. And so coming to the realization of how powerful forgiveness really is and that while I might be nervous about how I measure up in other people's eyes, that God is not measuring yeah. with me. He's walking with me. He's on that journey. Um, and, you know, I had this, when I was a postulant, actually, this realization came to me that, you know, I was afraid of, you know, kind of opening my heart totally to God and, and he would see all the things that I was hiding in there. And then I had this realization that, He's in there with me already, right? So I had this image of like just kind of sitting in, in a big pile of mess, right? And afraid that he would walk through the door. And then I kind of look over next to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right there. <laughs> he's sitting next to me in this mess, right? And he's just waiting for me to say, okay, let's get out of here. I don't need this anymore. You know, to kind of take my hand and we can walk out of this together. And so I see that as a, as a really core value of friendship that 
he does love me unconditionally, but he also pushes me to be a better self. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in our own friendship, sometimes we're afraid to do that. We're afraid to to call people um, to task in, in when we know that they're either hurting themselves or their own self-image is maybe putting them down to say, you know, there's there's more freedom out there. There's more uh, love out there that, you know, that maybe you just don't realize. Um, and that God was was calling me to to recognize that about myself as well. That's amazing. Actually, that thought, that image that you just had of like the mass and then Jesus just kind of brought up a, I don't know, like you're cleaning out your room or something and you're just sitting there with Jesus and, you know, you're at, like, do you need this? And then you're having a conversation with Jesus like, I, don't, I kind of want it, but I don't really need it. And he's like, okay, yeah. well, I think you'd be better without it. All right, I'll get rid of it. And just like going through everything together in a conversation, in a dialogue, in a because he knows where you're supposed to go. Like yeah. He's a good, he knows exactly, he knows you. So he knows how you've been created. He knows who you're supposed to be. But he's gently just like walking with you, accompanying you on, on that way. And so, I don't know, it's a nice image that you just uh, kind of made me think about. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to pray about as I as we go on from here. It's, it's a cool, yeah. Yeah, and I think that walking with is so important because, I mean, he calls us to a higher standard, but he walks with us while we get there. Yeah. You know, he's not just like, you got to be better. Now figure it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's not helpful for anybody. Yeah. Um, but his willingness to, um, you know, come down. I mean, we see that through the incarnation, right? That he comes to be one of us yeah. and that he literally is with us through every step of the journey. It's just, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say, Vicky? I don't know. I'm really enjoying listening <laughs> to the friendship of Jesus. I always wish that Jesus had a Snapchat. That was like, that's been like, since I probably, I don't know, I don't know, had my like come back to Jesus moment was like, I wish it was that easy. It is in a lot of ways. Right. But like, I don't know. That was always the image of like, what would I, what would come through on the, when you receive it? Snapchat, when I first got on it, was very new. So it was like, all your friends are on it. You're talking to them throughout the day. You get to see their face, all of these things. And they know the like little mundane moments of your day just by what you show, right? And so it was always this thought of like, what could I? What could I What could I show Jesus and what would I get in return? And so I think it's grown from that, obviously, because if I stayed in that Snapchat era. Um, <laughs> it's okay if you're still there. Um but yeah, like I think it just it becomes more of a, of a reality. I think where I am right now with it is just this like idea. Of, I think I'm more in awe right now. I think that's where I'm working too. Always at like this. Oh my gosh, we have a friend in Jesus, right? Or remembering that's like what I try to tell the young team that I work with or the young adults that I work with of like, what do you want to tell your friend Jesus or what can you or like the like relational aspect of this like real friendship of but it's inviting in right. It's just continual like that you're in conversation because I don't think he's the friend that you don't talk to for a long time. I mean, he can be right. If that's where you are, but that's not what he wants. And that's not, I think what's good for us anyways, he's not the friend that you want to like wait a couple months and catch up. And it's like nothing ever changed. Like he's the one that you want to be talking to all the time that you're sending like, Oh my gosh, this just happened to me. And I'm so frustrated or like this, something really good happened to me. And I'm so happy. Like it's the sharing, the continual, letting him know like what's going on so that like what you're saying, right. That we can be made better. Like that. He's not, it's not that he can, we make him look like us, but he wants us to look more like him. Yes. And I think that's kind of beautiful that it's this 
he wants to elevate us. Like a good friend is someone that's going to make you better. Um, and he wants us to be the best version. So that even if it takes our whole life, like that's what he wants is to keep, keep, keep growing into who we're meant to be, who he knows that we're going to be, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. And it's, I mean, so much of the time I hear young people talk about, or even, you know, in my own life, you know, this idea that we want to search for Jesus, mm. but the idea that he is actually seeking us out, that yeah. he has this desire to come see us. So when you were saying, you know, the friend that I don't maybe talk to very often, I just had this image. He's already like at the door, like, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can come in anytime you want. <laughs> like, you know, Whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah. That he, it, that, our desire for him can't even match mm. his desire to want to be friends with us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just, I mean, when you think about it, you're almost like, whoa, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, it's your most eager friend. But like, yeah. Really chill. He's really chill about it. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> Depending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it goes through all the different dimensions of, of other friendships too, where, you have these moments where you feel closer and then you have moments where you feel more distant, mm-hmm. but it's really us who are the ones who are moving, mm. right? He's always either there or wanting to become even closer with us. So it's not even so much of a searching out, but a looking in to yeah. where he already is. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. And I think because it requires time, it requires yes. moments spending together. And I, I like the idea of like the Snapchat or whatever, but like the mundane things. And this is something we talked about a couple episodes ago with Brother Tom, just like the everyday. So often we think of God, you know, when we're really struggling and we're, we're reaching out to him, asking why, or like we need help, or maybe we're really joyful and we're giving thanks. But all those moments in between, sometimes we're not speaking to him or spending time or, or whatever. Yeah. And that's a friendship. I mean, like the amount of time that people spend sending text messages back and forth Absolutely. or like updating people on, on really mundane things like, that's kind of a what good he example. desires for yeah, us too. Like spend time with each other. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not easy, and I think it's it needs to be a habit. Like we need to practice. We need to take little steps in that area of, of growing in our friendship uh, with Jesus and being able to spend quality time every day, whether that yeah. be reading the Scripture, right? Because that's Him speaking to us through the Scripture. Um, us spending time listening to Him and speaking to Him, whether that be in service. Like there's so many ways that we can grow in relationship. But it, it does take some some time and some sacrifice and commitment. Commitment, exactly. Yeah, yeah one thing that, that really helps me is is to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have this journal that I always um, keep in the chapel with me, and every entry is started off with "Dear Jesus," I right? Yeah. Because otherwise, it becomes me just talking to myself. Maybe sometimes it happens <laughs> anyway, but at least the initial intention is I want to speak to. Jesus. And then I want to tell him whatever's on my heart, whatever's on my mind, and then listen to hear what he has to say Mm -hmm. to me as well. Um, I'm kind of fortunate in being a religious, we have set times in our day where we, you know, where we have morning prayer, we have evening prayer, um, we have the rosary, we have, you know, encouraged to make visits to the chapel. Um, Being a teacher, I start off every class, you know, with a prayer. and so I have these kind of blocks of time already within there, but even, even still taking moments of personal prayer are also really essential and really life giving for me. Um, whether that's within those moments that are already there or taking some extra time, you know, oftentimes 
again, being lucky to live in a house where Jesus also lives, literally, in the Eucharist. Um, you know, I stop by and I say goodnight before I go to bed, you know, and trying to make him as real as possible. I mean, he is real, but that realization of his presence to say, okay, if, you know, if I had, if I was married to somebody, yeah, I'd probably, you know, kiss them goodnight. Okay, so I want to be, you know, connected to Jesus in this deeper way. So I'm going to go say goodnight before I go to bed because mm -hmm. it's literally just on the whole. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so making that, that intentional effort um, to keep up that relationship, I think is, is key and essential as you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something life-giving, you know, that yeah. it's not just for the sake of being in relationship, you know, that this friendship is life-giving and mm -hmm. that's exactly what, you know, I came to give you life. That's what he says. You know, I call you friends. I came to give you life. Like this is, this is the God that we have who humbled himself, who emptied himself, who calls us friends, who enters into our mess to give us life. And right. I think we, we, we forget that part sometimes, that it's, it's not sacrifice just for sacrifice sake. You know, it's not just to be a Christian, just to be a Christian because it's culturally or I want to look good, whatever reason you may have. Like it's, it is life-giving. It, it gives us life to the full. And if we could just spend a moment day after day, little by little, we grow in that life and, and you will find peace and you will find joy and you will find freedom and everything that we desire is in that relationship with, with Jesus. And we need more examples of, of people, of young people, of old people, of all different uh, cultures giving witness to, to that relationship. So it's, it's encouragement to to try, you know, mm -hmm. to, yeah. to put in the time or to ask the questions or to look at your own life and say, where, where can I grow in this? Where can I spend? Where can I take the next step to enter more fully into this friendship that is being offered to me? Yeah, there's a prayer by Father Arupe, who's a Jesuit, that I just, I didn't write it down, um, but I just love it. And it talks about, you know, falling in love with God. Yeah. And he says, you know, ev everyone's going to fall in love in their life. So what are you going to fall in love with? Because it's going to direct everything that you do. Yeah. You know, he, it talks about, you know, it'll drive what gets you out of bed in the morning how you spend your weekends, whatever you're doing. And so if that love is of God, then you're going to be in a good place. <laughs> so I think the end of the quote is like, fall in love, stay in love, and it will like change everything or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It's quality. Quality, quality, <laughs> quality quote, quality yeah. quote. Put that yeah. in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing that, I, from a Salesian tradition that I also find helpful from St. Francis to Sales, he had what was called the direction of intention. Yeah. Um, that we learned when I was in grade school and it was, um, you know, whatever you're doing, Don Bosco would talk about this to give your attention to it and to offer it up to God because, you know, in a Salesian lifestyle, we're pretty busy, right? We're doing a lot, um, but we can offer the, all that of that up. And so the direction of intention was, oh God, I give you this action. Give me, give me the grace to conduct myself during it in a manner most pleasing to you. Wow. May God be blessed, you know? And, yeah, if we could really remember to do that, wow. I know Mother Mazzarello one time, you know, said, oh, no, I went a whole 15 minutes without thinking about God. And I was like, and that's why you're a saint and I'm not yet. <laughs> you know, like we have this desire to to want to keep him in mind all the time. But sometimes the the day to day can kind of get in the way, you know. Right now we're in the middle of midterm, so all of our students are are studying, are working hard, and we're working hard grading, and you know it can be very easy to get sidetracked from giving that direct intention 
and to get caught up in, in the busyness of every day. And yet it's in the every day that, you know, Christ resides with us. I think that's why, you know, getting into the habit of, and having like tangible things. I think, you know, we think about like the friendship bracelet, you know, that people give us things, pictures that we put around the house to remember our friends. You know? And mm-hmm. I think we have all of that. And if we can get that into the habit, and also set your room up, set your office up where there's things that you can see. Not reminders. You, reminders. Yeah. You can see the crucifix. You can see the Bible open. You can see whether you have the rosary in your pocket. You, know, you have a bracelet that you keep that uh, that a friend gave you, or it's a rosary bracelet or something like that. Or, uh, you wear a necklace. There's so many things that you can do to help you remind uh, remind yourself of, of God's presence, of, of that friendship. And I think it's... It's important for us to to look at every aspect of our day, every aspect of our life, and just say, like, where, how much is Jesus in my day to day? Like, what are the little things that I can do? Where can I put a crucifix? What can I put in my car to help me pray every time before I leave? You know, when I start the engine, I begin in prayer. When I uh, end my day, so like your room, your car, your like all little reminders of that you are in the presence of of a friend, you're in the presence of God. I think it's little tangible things that you can do to to help us not go all day and say, okay, I started in the morning, I didn't think about God at all during the day, and then mm-hmm. I, now I'm at nighttime. But all throughout the day, you have little reminders of, of God's presence. Yeah, and kind of in, in the long term, one of the things that um, journaling has really helped me with, especially, again, you know, in the past year and a half when you know a lot of us went through a lot of trying and difficult times, is to be able to then go back and read over it. Mm-hmm. And... I remember, so we have an annual retreat every year, so you kind of take stock of what's happened through the year. And so I usually read through my journal. And especially this past year, year and a half, I was reading and I was like, wow, he was really there with me every step of the way. Even though I might not have been, have noticed it as completely in the moment, looking back in hindsight, it was just such a, like a wave of peace came over me. I was like, okay, yeah, here it comes up again. It comes up again. He's there. He's with me. You say the same thing. I do that. I have a journal also. It's my maths. It started as like my maths journal because I would just get really distracted and hold on to like one thing that the priest said and try to remember the whole thing. And then I would leave and the priest out of your brain, you know. Um, so I started writing and then it became like prayer as well. So when I'm in adoration or it doesn't really happen in other times. So it's a really specific moment. But the same thing that like through the years I've gone back and read through past journals and just how much you can see like God reveal himself in in your life, but also how much that he really works. Like I think, and because we don't think about it the same way, like in, in other parts of your life, you can see pictures or people tell you stories or you have a conversation and it's revealed that way. And like, obviously God speaks to us in so many different ways. But if you find the thing that allows you to like keep track of this relationship with Jesus, then you can look back and see like how he's been present and how he's like moved through it. And I, I, I think the same thing, like time is such a good teller of like where God has worked because you're not going to see it, right? Like when you're in the, in the mess of something, like staying with that image, like you're not going to see the clarity you're going to see a year later or a couple weeks or a month or months, whatever, whatever it is, or even years later. Like I think brother Tom said it too, of just like how, how much he was able to look back and be like, God, God. like that you can look back later on and see like the real like the real journey that happens together if you allow it and I think if you're open to seeing it later on but yeah I love 
there's I love my journals like I think not that there's like this real like deep attachment but I just think it's really helpful for me where I need to learn is the stop like the like it starts the same way dear Jesus and then whatever I'm going to say but I think I where I need to grow in this like relationship is the waiting like waiting for a response because I don't fully understand or know like how God is talking to me so it really comes through people like I think that's where that part is for me but I think that it's important like because it's a I'm still learning and I think that's the important part to realize is that the same way that we need to grow in relationship and friendship with the people around us like tangible people right here like human beings we have to do the same thing with with Jesus our friend is that we need to figure out the best way to communicate with our friend so that we can have this real relationship so figuring figuring out what that means and looking to the lives of saints or to the people around you and like questioning like how do you talk to Jesus and like see what works and what doesn't and then go from there yeah you know what else I sometimes do um not even just drawing but sometimes I'll like sketch something wow really yeah and so I'm a really visual person and so sometimes I can't always come up with like a word for what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling but I can kind of visualize what it might look like right so I'm like okay I might be feeling sad but I'm like it's not really sad but I can like imagine myself, you know, like sitting there with like my head like on my knees, right? So I start to like sketch that. Nine times out of ten, when I start, by the time I finish, Jesus has shown up somewhere in oh that sketch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it's it's really it's a really powerful thing for me because it helps me to see um, how much He is there and present, but also kind of like highlights what's going on kind of within my inner life as wow. well. I find it really helpful. Wow! Yeah, beautiful. And there are there's so many ways. I think that's something we've talked about. A little bit over the over these weeks is it's not a cookie cutter like our relationship with with Jesus our friendship is not the same as it is with everybody yeah you know? like we have to be able to get into the rhythm and to understand how we pray and how we think and how we like what works best for us the times of the day the methods all these different things so I think it's it's worth putting in the effort to to understand who you are and how you pray and how you think and because each one of us has our own own different quirks you know like our own little ways of uh, yeah of praying but something vicky that you said that i think is good to, for us to talk about is that not only okay friends with jesus but jesus works through people god sends us people god sends us companions for our journey and i know for me when i look back it's not only just moments but i can look back and see people mm-hmm. like individual people who were definitely sent to me like angels who changed the course of my my life definitely. like said something or did something or was some events or invitation or something that happened that made me stop and think and then I made a decision and it led me in a completely different way when I think of the first person who invited me to go on a mission trip like that person just I mean completely changed my life I I literally don't think I would be a priest right now if that person didn't invite me to go to a alternative spring break that was a fork in the road that this person was there to meet me and, and God worked through through her. And you know I've never spoken to her again since my junior year of uh, wow. college. But she completely influenced my life on another level. So I think it's, it's good for us to understand that not only do we have a friend in Jesus, but he is sending us companions. You know, yeah. He's sending us people. Some will remain our entire lives. I know I have a few friends that I'll be, you know, I'll be friends with until the end. There's other people who have come and gone and you know, we've been friends for a while. We still remain friends, but maybe we don't talk that much. But, uh, but that's what the church is, is meant to be, you know, companions on this pilgrimage. Um, and companion, you know, is the one who shares bread. You know? and like we're, we're meant to, right. to share together, share the daily life together and, and walk with each other. So 
I don't know if you guys have that kind of a similar experience of, of people being sent into your life that really have changed the course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and even thinking, as you were saying, I know we kind of already mentioned it, but this idea that, you know, when that friendship is rooted in God and God is the center, then it really does last forever. Yeah. And so even some of our, our friends who have already maybe left this earth, that we will see them again. And that friendship that we started here and that we can continue through prayer while we're still here on earth, you know, can continue um, when we meet them in heaven as well. No, for sure. I think it's, again, people are just super, it's how I make decisions. Like I'm very an external processor. Sorry, sorry, Stephen, you need a lot of it. But yeah, just like I really like rely on people to just help like navigate life, like to think about what's happening to process, but to also like, to guide me through like I when I was graduating from college okay it's silly but you know people graduate uh, they decorate their caps right so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to put on mine that I felt like would sum up my experience at university and it was it takes a village like that's what it felt like mm-hmm. because it's so it that's what it felt like the whole experience I was an RA I had a lot of jobs at school like the just people that I met the like just so much and all of those like moments really just pointed me in different directions like even just the job like the job that I have like would not be here if I had not gone on a mission trip in high school like for sure 100% would not be here and just the little things that point 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 you towards where you are today and I think it's just important no matter what that is whether it's a great situation or it's a situation that you're struggling in like there's a reason you're there, right? And there's a lot of steps, a lot of choices that were made to get you there. And so I think that always means that there's more to make, right? Like if you don't love the spot that you're in, like there's people around you that want to help, like because you wouldn't be alone in your life. Like even if you feel like it, you're not. Um, or if you don't have the best people around you, I'm sure you did know people that were awesome that could help you get out of wherever you are. Um, so I, yeah, I just... It's just, that's where I think it might be. That's where the relationship with Jesus might stem from there. Who knows? We'll see. But it'll all be revealed one day. To speak a little bit on, uh, there's these three words, okay? And we don't need to speak on them too much, <laughs> but there's these three words that, for me, really summed up uh, friendship as I was doing, you know, some research or whatever, and that is uh, equality, idea of reciprocity, like this give and take, and then freedom. For me, those are all aspects of, of friendship that, this idea of equality, you know, that, that Jesus emptied him, like God emptied himself to become one of us and, and he calls us friends and there's a, there's an equality there that is, the other religions go crazy over our, us crazy Catholics, you know, Christians, because we, we bring, like, we're saying God came and walked on this earth and dwelt, you know, among, and dwelt us. among us. Like, that's yeah. such a crazy thing um, that, you know, it's impossible to believe unless it's revealed to us. You know? and, and that is revealed to us through the scripture, through the experience of all the saints and, and the apostles who, who went out to the ends of the earth, but that we have this God who who walked with us, who was born into our mess, who died for us, who rose, who is still alive, and and there's this there's this bond that we have. You no, know, there's this equality that 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 is there, um, that is not you know in the scriptures it says an equality that can't be grasped. Know that it, that is a, it's an equality that is gifted to us. It's a equality of grace. I'm not going into that, but this idea of when I look at you, when I look at other people, to see equality. Know that that friendship demands equality. Know that I cannot be your friend if I think that I am better than you, or that yeah. there can be a difference. Of course, there's a difference between man and woman, between you know maybe a, an older grandfather and a kid, between 
but not you know, lesser human. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's an equality there that when I look at you, I see human. I see God's child. I see uh, a person. You know, and, and to be able to to look at every single person that I meet as a friend is part of, I think, our solution spirituality. You know, and I think that's something St. John Bosco was able to do, that even though he he was, you know, older. Like they, this is where we get tricky. You know, like for the Salesians, we we say we can be friends, and then as if we are, um, that there's no responsibility, or we're just like buddy buddy. You know? but no, like Saint John Bosco no. was a friend <laughs> who called the young people to to more. You know that he Definitely. he was an adult, and they were kids, and there was a difference. But he was able to enter into the relationship in a way that made them feel comfortable and loved, and that there was there was something there, and. Uh, for him to be called friend of friend of the young. And, yeah. and I think it's something that we can, when we look at each other, when we go and we, we see a stranger, when we, that I can look at them as either a potential friend, that's somebody that I could actually get to know and love and forgive and whatever needs to happen. But, uh, but there's always an equality there that, that is, it's not easy. I mean, it takes grace. Like it's, it's something that needs to be, it's a gift from God, but I think it's something that we need to work towards. My first reaction shouldn't be enemy. And my yeah. first reaction shouldn't be stranger. Yeah. Um, with, with the grace of God, like Jesus, Jesus was crucified. And he says, "I forgive you for what you, what, what they do not know." No, it's like our God can do it. Like He's giving us the grace to do the same. That, that my first reaction cannot be enemy or stranger. It should be child. It should be friend. Yeah, and we can we can see that example. One of the things I love to look at in Scripture is how Jesus was friends with other people while he was here walking yeah. around on earth. Right. Um, actually, when I was in high school. <laughs> This came back to me as you were talking earlier. I actually wrote a paper in English class about Jesus being friends with his apostles. No way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like in a posse together. Oh my god. Probably dating myself. <laughs> my word choice. But yeah, in how I was captivated by this kind of human side of him that I hadn't thought about before of how he, the, the fact that he gives his apostle nicknames. Yeah. I mean, part of that is rooted in, you know, this biblical sense of like being given a mission, but also like calling, you know, James and John, you know, the sons of thunder. Like, that's funny. <laughs> it is. He's funny. He, he cracked jokes. Mm -hmm. And Thank kind you. of seeing that how he was able to enter into this equality relationship, but also be able to call them, you know, to task when he needed to. And to talk about some of the other things you said, it, that it's a both and, that they were, um, you know, they were there for him. He was there for, the, for them. And that, like, when you look at John, you know, went with him all the way to the cross or, you know, the women who followed him were, were there with him every step of the way. Um, and, that, and then when they weren't, he was able to offer forgiveness, mm -hmm. you know, as you said. Yeah, I love I love looking at the scriptures and imagining, you know, what it might have really been like, like to kind of put, you know, some you know, flesh on the bones of what yeah. we have. I mean, yeah. think of three years, all the dinners that they had together, all the time yeah. they spent together. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. You know, the, Lazarus known as the friend of uh, the friend, the friend of Jesus, Mary and uh, Martha. So all of those moments that we don't get in Scripture, all those right. downtime, all that wasted time happened. Yeah. There was definitely a sense of humor. There was definitely like boring moments there was like just imagine like greeting like i don't know jesus went for a long journey and then oh. he comes back and it's like oh jesus <laughs> what's up yeah. i do when i for the sunday posts that's what i do and um like i do it out loud so amy will hear me in my office and i'll like be like amy jesus is such a savage <laughs> like this sunday he was like now you've heard it 
according to the reading. Mic drop. Yeah, literally. Like, I'm like, he went there, rolled out the scroll, and like did that. Like, I think that helped so much of like yes. bring alive this person. Again, that was all school that helped you that of like separating, separating to help understand like the divine person of Jesus and the human part of Jesus. Like, they both existed. They're both important, and like there was a real historical person. But like behind the historical person is like a real person, like right. That had to he had to be likable. Like he had people that were like fishing nets on the floor. Let's go. Like, <laughs> like that's he had to be funny and personable and all of these things so that people would be like, all right, like you're not you're not like a crazy man out there. Like you're not your cousin John, right? Like, right. You know. Jaw though John had followers, honey, yeah, you know? yeah. Loki had followers. <laughs> Jesus is like, no, give me the chicken. Jesus is like, let's yeah. go to a wedding feast. Actually. Yeah, yeah, like, let's go hang out. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think it's it's just a beautiful way to look at it and like rediscover this person and like match you where you are because yeah. not only like was he this like okay human being of like the feelings that he was feeling, but like he struggled and like he had to learn and he had to go to school and he had a job and you probably got sick and that probably frustrated him. Like who knows? Like all of the things right. that we go through also are happening. Um, there was a part of the, when you were talking about the, the equality um, also from the devout life, I read like really this, don't be, don't be impressed. Whoa. No, don't be impressed. It was like <laughs> actually three pages um, or maybe one and a half of like the friendship portion that uh, St. Francis Cecile yes. talks about the mutual love. Yes. And he was like, there can't be friendship, not only if like there's no equality, but if there's no mutual love. So like if right. you're the only person that like cares about the other person in the relationship, then like, sorry, there's no friendship. There. Like it's not, it's not a valid, like no check on that one. So, or like um, if you're just using the other person. Yeah, that's not exactly. A in any, in any form, right. Cause he goes through the different forms of like using another person and all of these things that I think makes it also really helpful for like in our person to person relationships, but also the person of Jesus. Like it can't just be Jesus going after you the whole time, you know? And like, Jesus is always going to match your love. I mean, he's going to like explode past what you love him by. But um, yeah, I just think it's, it's a good lesson for us. Like to then not only like is Jesus rooted in our friendships, but that the friendship we have with him, like we get to mimic with the people in our life. Um, like how we're cared for by Jesus can be the way that we care for people outside of our relationship with Jesus. Amen. So as we, and this is also, I mean, St. John Bosco was very strict on choose your friends wisely. Yes. Don't hang out with bad companions. Yeah, Look at who, yeah, like who are you surrounding yourself with? You can't fight all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, you're hanging out with people that are bringing you in the wrong direction, mm -hmm. it's going to wear you down and you're yeah. going to start making small little decisions that are, are going against what God wants for you. So I think it's really take stock of your friendships, Look at who you're hanging out with. Are they actually giving you the love? Is there a mutual love there? Is there equality there? Is there, do you find yourself free there? Like, are you finding yourself that you can be free in who you are and, and not try to fake and become somebody who you're not? Like, all of these things are, are so important. So not only are we working on our friendship with God, but also with, with each other and looking at who am I hanging out with? Where are they bringing me? Like, what decisions am I making when I'm around there? It's so important. But I think just to finish with maybe some advice, from Sister Kelly, if you were to give advice uh, to young people, if you were going to give advice to the younger Sister Kelly, <laughs> um, maybe some words of wisdom from you. Yeah, I think part of it is, you know, that Jesus is in this for the long haul, mm -hmm. that we're not going to have, you know, an instantaneous deep relationship, like just because I want it now, mm -hmm. you know, no relationship really works like that. Exactly. 
Um, it takes and all of our friendships are like, uh, it takes forever but with God we think we expect everything yeah. to be like automatic right away yeah and really we couldn't handle everything he wants to give us right now anyway no. he's like listen I mean, you're the one I'm going slow for <laughs> I'm like okay you're right <laughs> I couldn't handle that thank you for waiting um, but yeah I think to you know patience um, which is something I struggle with um, but DeSales would say, um, have patience with others, but chiefly have patience with yourself. Mm. And so to be patient in this long haul journey that I'm in with Jesus, that one step at a time, he'll lead me where I need to be. And that he's going to love me through that process and through that journey. And to, to just have faith that um, kind of that freedom aspect you were talking about, man, it is so freeing when you don't have to wear a mask. We don't have to pretend to be something that you're not when you can just be truly yourself. Like, wow, that is like a real, then, you know, you have a true friend when you can just be weird around them. <laughs> right. I always used to say that I could always <laughs> tell if someone was going to be my friend. If when I started talking in a British accent, they would just join in with me spontaneously. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is going to be it. <laughs> no, but you know that you don't have to pretend to be someone else. And most importantly, that we don't have to pretend to be someone else in front of God, mm. you know, that he already knows. And yet he wants us still to tell him and to talk with him and to be with him. Um, and just this love that is beyond measure that he has for all of us is, you know, I think the greatest treasure that we can ever have. Amen. Beautiful. Talk about this for hours. <laughs> but you guys need to see Father Seed's face. Beaming. <laughs> Full teeth, all the teeth out. <laughs> well, great, sister. Thank you for your time. Of Thanks course. Thank you for space. asking me. Yeah, yeah. It's been wonderful. So good. Yeah, it led me to some nice reflection as well. So thank you for that. Amen. Yeah. So as we finish, we always finish off uh, with prayer. And we always ask the guests to uh, lead us out in prayer. That's how we know. No one listens. We know. we know you didn't listen to the podcast. I already told you that before we started it. <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. I love it. <laughs> yep. Okay. This is, must be what my students were saying. They were like, wait till you see what you're getting into. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, amen. We, we can't mix no. prayer and frivolousness. But oh, okay. Sure. Perhaps after. Okay. But <laughs> okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for bringing us together today and allowing us to share our relationships with you with each other and to grow in this friendship here on earth but also grow into friendship with you and so we thank you and we ask uh, the blessed mother for her uh, love and guidance on this journey that we take with her son as we say hail mary full of grace, grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death amen Mary Help of Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco and St. Mary Mazzarello. Pray for us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kelly. Thank you, You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week on another topic. I'm not sure what it is. They don't know either. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about we'll it. We'll see you there. We'll see you get there. it. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye, Mary Bye. Blue Jays. Bye.